Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying time is here. That's right. We're talking about the final destination on Kill by Kill. Well, greetings and salutations, Internet. It's your old pal, Patrick Hamilton, coming to you once again from Sonsville, USA, Canada. Actually, they filmed this one in New Orleans, but they never tell you where it happens. This is the Kill by Kill podcast, where we're dedicated to celebrating the least discussed component of any horror film, the characters. We're going to unpack all the goriest of details from 2009's The Final Destination in the hopes that a... NASCAR survivors untimely end is just the beginning of the jokes we don't make at their expense and as always there's only one person that I trust and that is if they want to convince me to leave a movie theater you're just gonna whine about stuff and hopefully you'll nag me into getting out before we're both exploded the one the only Gina Radcliffe how are you doing today Gina wait 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 wait. hold hold the phone yes this was filmed in New Orleans. This is filmed in New. It was filmed in three places: the the Alabama for the for the NASCAR track, uh, New Orleans for the vast majority of it, and reshoots at get this Universal Studios Florida, the home of all great cinema. So they filmed it in New Orleans mm-hmm. and did not use the New Orleans setting in any appreciable way. No, New Orleans, just- the most haunted city in America. No. All that sort of lore just gets in the way of the pure wonderment that is the Final Destination franchise. Uh, this movie is confounding in so many ways. It's it's one of those things where we could either talk about it for 10 minutes or 10 hours. It's it's, it's very charitable to call it a movie. I, I would mm. say it's, it's a handful of poorly done death scenes. <laughs> you know sort of you know loosely tied together by a gossamer plot <laughs> i think even attributing it to something like gossamer gives it a weight it shouldn't deserve it's horror pornography basically <laughs> gore porn is what we might refer to it as but the gore's not even that good like like the 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 best gore is like right at the beginning when the, the lady gets taken out by a chunk of car yeah it's weirdly one of those movies, and, and this was filmed directly to be in 3D. Um, originally, the Final Destination 3 was. They decided it was too expensive, and then it made so much money. They're like, let's do another one. Let's do it in 3D, and let's end the franchise. This is what they wanted to end on. This is the statement they said. This is the crescendo. This is as good as it gets. Oh, boy. <laughs> and on top of that, the screenwriter wrote this script. And James Wong, who did one and three, was like, I like this script so much, I'm going to come back and do this. You know what saved him from this fate? Dragon Ball Evolution. (laughs) The movie that killed his career. I mean, you know, Small Mercies? I don't know what the Small Mercy or any of, of Mercy even enters the conversation. It's such a confluence of he had his own final destination and that was you don't work in movies anymore (laughs) now meanwhile uh the director of two is lured back into the fold david r ellis and of course there are people who 
um, have a very uh, fond appreciation of his final destination too. I certainly love that, that prologue, the, the uh, death tacular at the beginning, and then things get wonky after that. Uh, some of them his fault, some of them not his fault, but it, it, it's fine. It, it made nearly a hundred million dollars. It goes from that to cellular. Do you remember cellular, the thriller in which someone calls a cell phone and says, I'm, I'm kidnapped. Come find me. And it's, uh, I, 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 I remember that it existed. I don't think that I've seen it. I would love to revisit this movie because it views cell phones as absolute fucking magic. And they're all giant bricks in everyone's <laughs> hands. They're all those brick Nokia slabs. And everyone's hands like this one takes pictures and it's viewers. <laughs> oh my God. A cell phone that takes pictures. Um, it's well, it's can't be better than that. <laughs> so then he goes from that to the internet's favorite movie snakes on a plane which was uh, <laughs> given a whole bunch of money to finish it because everyone online said uh i want i want the lead character in this movie to say out loud i want these motherfucking snakes off this motherfucking plane and they go here's 20 million dollars do they <laughs> Back when back when movie studios had money, right? So that one ended up that movie astronomically cost thirty three million fucking dollars, and made that times two. But that's it. Like everyone showed up first weekend. And go, I don't know what we were thinking. We were all wrong. No oh, man, this is this is stupid. Who would have guessed? This, Who would have guessed that this would have been really dumb? This fucking sucks. And so he's like, all right, uh, that didn't work out. His next movie goes direct to video. So he, if things are sinking fast. So when he sniffs out that there might be a final destination that he can return to, and he's going to be a conquering hero of that bad boy. Great. So he comes on to this. It's, it's budgeted around $40 million because of the 3D that bumps it up a little bit. He's like, I really want to make 3D a part of this thing, not just a goofy after effect. And there are plenty of Poconetcha, Poconetcha, Poconetcha moments in this. And it returned the largest amount of any Final Destination movie, Gina. $190 million. Oh, boy. I was going to say, looking online, it is fondly remembered by no one. It, uh, 2009 must have been a magical fucking year when I look back on it because... It is the year horror fans get fucking fed up with this shit already. Like, someone please rescue this goddamn genre. Because right after this, you have that Nightmare on Elm Street remake, which is so god-awful. And I have to physically hold myself back when I see somebody online go, but that that sh- that, that movie's overhated. People, that's a good movie. No, it is not. No. No part of that movie is fucking good. You cannot justify that. I don't believe that I can police people's emotional reactions to films, but holy shit, I'm close to pulling out my badge. Yeah, no, that's that's it, that's part of a, a a an era of horror movies. I just cannot in, I, I I cannot endorse I cannot endorse that buffoonery. And uh, little did we know that this is actually our third David R. Ellis movie because he went on to direct the one, the only. Shark Knight 3D. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I 
fucking knew you were going to say that. I just like Shark Night, wasn't it? <laughs> it was fucking Shark Night, a movie in which a guy goes out with a trident and he already has like his arm bitten off. And he's like, I'm going to kill a shark with a trident and one arm. Um, he doesn't. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> he uh, falls off a jet ski voluntarily. Yeah, he just kind of give. He just kind of gives up. It's our, our, get favorite, our, our, our favorite, our favorite way for a character to go, just like what, <laughs> whatever. He's Scatman Crothers off of a moving jet ski to save the person who's on it, and guess what? That motherfucker gets eaten by a shark. It does. It's he, all he just, for nothing. He steers his jet ski right into <laughs> a giant shark's mouth. Oh my God. I just, I can't believe that our show has become the David R. Ellis podcast. Like we've covered him more than a, a fair amount. Like I think I'm Craven's the only person we've covered more. And that's because we did all of the screen. <laughs> but, yeah, but that was intentional. Yeah. <laughs> this was not intentional. We've, we've fallen into becoming a David R. Ellis a podcast. <laughs> we failed our way into it. Practically, I, I would have to hazard a a, a, a theory that mm-hmm. that the you know, mid to late tens marrying of horror and three D yeah uh, did not do the genre any good. No, I mean I will. The highlight for me <laughs> is the My Bloody Valentine remake, only because I think it's directed so audaciously and they're really taking advantage of how no one has any expectations for that film. Um, and I, I find it, it has a level of charm I'm okay with. Um, but yeah, this shark night drive angry, which it, yeah, it's, I think it, for me, the 3d always seems to emphasize to me how much you nobody involved you know, gives a shit right. in actually making a good movie. This it's is- just you know we have a bunch of images here. Uh, you know the, the the plot and the characters are a distant, distant second and third. Yeah, it's <laughs> this movie has a, a weird relationship uh, with CGI. Because in so many ways, it is attempting to be an actual practical effects gore film. But it also fails at that. It fails at good CGI gore. And it also fails at practical gore. Because, spoiler alert, the opening credits are all these, is is a flashback of all the previous famous deaths in Final Destination with this X-ray a skeleton thing. It's the only part. Only that, that is literally the only part I liked. I liked that how they did that at the end too. I thought yeah. that was kind of cool. It looked like it suddenly turned into an episode of MythBusters. <laughs> exactly. But all of the practical uh, bodies seem to lack skeletons. It's like they took all the skeletons out of the practical bodies and put them into the CGI environment, and so. When a when a practical body gore gag happens, like one someone gets decapitated, that head deflates because there's nothing inside it. Gina, it doesn't have a skull. A skull popped out of that fucking head. Yeah, they they just turn into sort of like digitized crash test dummies. Yes, 
I, I mean, it, is, it is weird because we have, over time, become a show that celebrates skeleton hugs. When skeletons come and visit us, we enjoy it, right? Yeah, we just want to be old, big old get in here from a, from a skeleton. <laughs> and here, there's a lot of skeleton work, but they're all CGI. And then when a body gets sucked into an escalator, all of a sudden, it doesn't have bones. It's just like, yeah, it, it, it's just like its leg becomes like flattened like a piece of silly putty. <laughs> just, who forgot to put bones <laughs> in the dummies, Gina? This is like someone... It feels like someone's first fucking draft of what a gore dummy is. It's like, what did you put in here? Jello? Anything else? Nope. Just maybe, jello. maybe, maybe, maybe like a hunk of fabric. Right. But there's nothing with any, no, no rigidity to any of these things. Nothing crunches. They just they flatten out like a. They they, um, they immediately turn to mush. It's like a, <laughs> it, it's like a it's like a Warner Brothers cartoon. Yes. Uh, nobody has no they don't have no bones and, and you kind of need bones it's just weird for them to call out bones so much and then forget bones when it matters uh, i mean of course they of course they make up for that in 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 the 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 next final destination movie so you know <laughs> where there's too many bones there's too many bones <laughs> so they their bone budget here was reduced <laughs> because they're like hold on when we get to five more bones. <laughs> how many? How many bones in the human body? I don't know. Six hundred. <laughs> I'm guesstimating here, but probably like two thousand bones. Yeah, reduce that by ten. Just like a whole bunch of bones you've added to a human body that don't need to be there. Uh, whereas here, they don't believe there are any bones in the human body. Um, so let's get into it, Gina, because uh, this is this is just a. Uh, a uh, real bad flick. Um, yeah. it's the good, the only good news, and I was very happy to report this to you when I found out. It's only eighty-one minutes long. Like it just, yeah, it's it's actually like seventy-eight minutes. So you could turn off that butt rock song at the, uh, which I think is Shine Down. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, let's let's uh, do. Do we have a soundtrack listing here? Of who's on um, Devour by Shine Down, the aforementioned Shine Down. We have uh, How the Day Sounds by Greg Laswell. You know the great Greg, Greg Laswell. Greg Laswell. <laughs> Burning Bridges by Anvil. Don't you know by Ally D and the Decompressors. Um. Dream of Me by Perfect. What are the roots doing on this fucking podcast? <laughs> like I'm all I'm all for them making money, but Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Corona and Lime by Schwazy. That's with an H, not Swayze. Schwazy. <laughs> that that fucking sucks. Um, okay. So <laughs> No, it, the butt rock starts right away. And in my first note is butt, 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 butt rock. Um, the very idea that you, that a person in this movie yells, come on, it's, it's speeding cars just disqualifies this as a serious movie. Yes. Don't yell encouragement or discouragement at speeding cars. They can't fucking hear you, asshole. 
Yeah, no, especially since we established many times over that that it is it is loud there mm-hmm. and people are surprised that it's loud and and in some cases don't bring anything to 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 help with the loudness. Yes. So this this opening NASCAR sequence just goes on for fucking ever. And there's there's no opening credits here. We're just slam banged right into the death tacular. And the first person we meet is played by Nick Zeno. And um, you know it's 2009 because those tips, they be frosted, Gina. Oh, they are so frosted. And immediately you think, okay, this is the typical Final Destination bro dude. I know this guy. He's the person I'm supposed to hate. And everyone else kind of like tolerates him for reasons that are never explained. We get it. But then every other person we meet is someone we also hate. It's it just all full of Melissa's. All, all everyone's a fucking Melissa in this. Yeah, and they're and this and they've moved up now. They're not in high school anymore. Now they're in college. Right. So so they have even less excuse to be to be constantly hanging out with each other. Yes. Um, and uh, Duke is very excited to be here at this NASCAR adjacent race. I thought his name was Hunt. Oh, that's right. Hunt. You're right. But the, you know, you know, it doesn't fucking matter. I don't remember what who these characters' names are. Duke, and, Hunt. It, are those really different words? Not and, really. And, and, you know, I, I don't care who these characters' names are. And the movie doesn't care either because the credits have people who says racist, racist wife, <laughs> MILF, yes. MILF's kids. MILF, the, 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 MILF's these, kids. These characters that later get killed off, that the movie does not even bother to give them names. That yes. that's how that's how much the the script does not care about who these characters are, except to make the except to take maybe thirty seconds to ensure that the audience absolutely hates them and wants them to die. Yeah, um, and he is sitting like. Uh, what I previously referred to as Duke Hunt is sitting next to two ladies, uh, Lori and Janet. One of them has red hair, but otherwise they are the same person split in twain. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are interchangeable. Yeah. Power. Power. This is not a song. I can't tell you how much I disliked this movie from the get. Like, why, why, why were people so desperate for this to be music that uh, you wanted to listen to? It's not like there was bad music being re- released in 2009. Quite the opposite. There were multiple, you know, movements of decent music happening at this moment in time. And you're like, find me five white guys from Canada who kind of know a chord and just will yell into a microphone and like, I've got a line out the door, baby. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't have Slipknot money, so get these guys. <laughs> a puddle of mud said no. We'll move on to other puddles of mud then. Um, and I, I nearly flipped my giblets because I was under the belief that I was watching a CGI artists lose their mind, and I'm seeing Hunt drink out of binoculars, and I'm like. Did they put the binoculars in his hand for a different scene and leave them in and he's drinking? No, no, no. There's a secret flask in his binoculars. 
Also, are you not allowed to drink in a NASCAR rally? Everyone else around them is drinking. And presumably, they're they're in college. They're probably at least close to legal age. Yes. It's an odd decision. And it doesn't help anything. It's not like those binoculars, um, the alcohol in them then cause something to happen. So it's just useless information put out there that happens. And then... Um. Uh, then our, our our mainish character um here enters the picture. <laughs> uh, Nick O'Bannon. Which stop with the? It's the fucking horror thing again because there's O'Bannon, there's Wynorski, there's Cunningham. Stop it with this. Stop. <laughs> stop it with this. Because it's either that or it's Milf like that. You need to name fucking characters. I'm sorry. Um, so anyways, Nick O'Bannon arrives and he's got, you know, a trunk full of uh, hot dogs and, and uh, uh, you know, sundry items on a tray. They're enjoying them. And a gentleman with a very large uh, cowboy hat sits in front of them. And they're like, oh, I can't see. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I will move to a different location. And one of the girls goes, I thought Shavaro's died. <laughs> yeah, she sounds a little bit like Lumpy Space Princess. <laughs> yes. And this was... Also, also, the only man in NASCAR rally at a cowboy hat. Get the fuck out yeah, of come here. On, come the fuck on. Um, but for whatever reason, he's very nice and he moves on. This will come the only nice later. character in the entire movie. Yes, it, it, if you were looking for nice characters, it starts and stops then. And he's uh, only in like two scenes. Yeah, he'll be repaid much later on with more indecency. Um, but the, I believe it's Janet who says that. Um, Janet will have multiple personality problems throughout this movie. Whenever the the movie needs her to have a different kind of personality. She suddenly does. Her character is not consistent because her character does not exist, but they just change her from nervous to over exuberant to laissez faire. She is all over the fucking map because this movie is not tracking anything on a map. Yeah. It sounds like she may have originally have been two characters. <laughs> And then they read like, no, this is too many characters. Right. Just cut, I don't know, glom them together, run them, fly them together. I don't fucking know. Exactly. It's the, the Final Destination 2 thing where that, that kid, they aged him up from, you know, seven years old, but he retained all these seven-year-old traits where he's like, pigeons. And you're like, you are a fucking teenager. You can't <laughs> yell pigeons and flap your arms. Come on, man. Anyways. We're not talking about Final Destination 2 anymore. No, I wish we were talking about Final Destination 2. This makes Final Destination 2 look like Final Destination 1 plus 3. So uh, another uh, group, a family, uh, with uh, two teenage boys are at the track. Uh, One of them is MILF. And MILF decides to, because it is very loud there, uh, give her boys something to stick in their ears, which is tampons. And I immediately said, that's actually a pretty decent fix in a pinch. And it is, but also at the same time, I am dubious that the 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 racetrack would not sell earplugs. Oh, there are plenty of people with both earplugs and headphones on 
uh, to muffle that noise, but they they have decided, perhaps on a whim, to come to this local racetrack. Um, yeah. Again, this movie has not thought about shit ahead of time. It's just barreling forward because you came to watch a Final Destination movie and things to be rationally laid out, they don't have time for. It's like, we, we know you're just going to watch the, 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 the clips of this on YouTube in a year from now. So we're not going to waste your, we're not going to waste your time with any of this. Right. And as we mentioned before, we've definitely moved into everyone has to be an asshole territory. Um, but as much as I love watching racists die, I don't need the extended setup of why they are racist or for them to hit the hard R. Yeah, no, I, mm. yeah, th- again, this character is not even given a name. No. His, his entire, his entire, I think they mention it like after he is killed, but he's not credited under that name. He's credited as racist. <laughs> and, and, you know, his entire character arc is blaming a black man for his wife getting killed in, 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 a, in a horrific freak accident. Yes. And then, you know, you know, dying in the middle of committing a hate crime, which I may point out the way he dies is hopefully unintentionally yeah. reflective of a rather famous hate crime that was committed in the early 2000s. I would love to think that, but I honestly think it's the reverse. I think you think that you think they are deliberately. Oh, boy. Yeah. No, no, no. This, I think that is the intention of that particular but we shall get to it let's uh at least give this death tacular it's due this is the only one i'm gonna break down like this and i did it and i'm like none of this makes sense so we have a broken bench that they're all sitting on and then crumbling cement structures above them a gas can tumbles into an <laughs> oil can that oil oh, then- the, oh the oh the rube goldberg stick is like is so it's, it's like it's really turned up to 11 in this yes but it also doesn't make sense because it's not like these are common everyday things that happen and then are elevated into a cacophony of of death it's just like this is how a final destination movie works so i don't know like a gas can tumbles in an oil tank oil can and the car skids on it coming out of the pit and it like makes a weird chim- chimpanzee noise. Did you notice that? <laughs> They've added weird animal noises to these things. Yeah. I think they just kind of, you know, had the fully, I don't know, hit some buttons. I, I honestly, they're like, I don't know how to make this scary or interesting chimpanzee. Sure. Why not? I mean, so, we can, we can, we can, we have, we have chimpanzee or we can have a guy going. Vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> um, and then it cuts to this, the bolts in the fence between the racetrack and, and the audience unscrewing themselves. Yeah. Here's the thing. We, we've talked about this before. Yeah. One of the, one of the issues with the final destination movies that no one involved in the creation of them has ever seemed to settle, been able to settle is that, is there an unseen hand of fate mm-hmm. doing at least part of this? Because sometimes it's a natural thing. Mm-hmm. It's a it, it's you know a a you a bolt gives free on a on a roller coaster. It's a plane crash. Yeah, you know it's it's a car. It, it's a chain 
you know, highway accident. Here, it looks like, you know, God or death themselves is getting, it's like trying, you know, come on, come on, come on, come on. I can't, they, I can't they, stand. They gotta I can't meet a quota. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I, I got a fucking day here. Let me just unscrew these bolts. Come on. And it's just, Listen, I, we can have one car fly into the audience here or we could kill 52 fucking people and I don't have all day, so I'm unscrewing these bolts, everyone. It's not the rumbling of the cars that jolts the bolts out of their. No, there is literally they are literally turning themselves. Yes, they are turning themselves. So the movie has completely abandoned what is, you know, that it's that it's fated to happen. Exactly, because that the original Death Tacular is like just shit that happens. Right, you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. I mean, and it's very plausible to. For someone to die in a plane crash, or yes. to or to die in a, in a chain highway crash, you know that this here, what happens in this scene is so implausible that it's actually just you know you find yourself you laughing, which I feel like that's the general gist. Of, you're supposed to be laughing at this, but laughing and, at it, yeah, laughing and it's at like these characters like, laughing at the situation. Yeah, it's like I don't. I mean, I don't want to be like, oh, oh, this isn't funny, but because you know, obviously. You know, there's there are plenty of successful movies that merge horror and comedy, mm-hmm. but you know, so let's make these horrific deaths kind of kind of slapsticky. Yeah, and it just barrels towards that. Like there are subtle hints of deaths uh, presence in earlier films. Here, Nick just looks down, and the guy's got a life's a bitch, and then you die T-shirt. It's like, okay, sure. It just why? So then. Someone leaves a screwdriver in the socket of a race car and that screwdriver falls out the bank and it pops a tire. And then uh, the tire pops off and smashes a bad boyfriend's girlfriend's face. (laughs) Just immediately, somehow, that tire leaps the fence completely and lands straight through this woman's face. It won't be the last time. Race car explodes and then hops the fence into the ground. A person is crushed by a flaming car. There are broken benches that splinter into swords. Uh, A racist is bisected by a metal object of some kind and his wife. Uh, A mom, the MILF, aforementioned MILF, is trampled by a running crowd. But then she turns around like, oh, that was terrible. And she gets the most CGI'd engine block in the world. Oh my God. Straight into her chest. That's unforgivably bad. Is truly amongst the worst. A bad boyfriend himself is speared through the back of the skull uh, out of his mouth by a bench splinter. Nice cowboy is crushed by a flaming car. Um, somehow he survives this, I might add. Um, then uh, Hunt and his girlfriend are crushed by falling concrete from uh, the structure itself. And then Lori and the security guard are blown up in an explosion. That explosion rockets Nick back into a, a, a piece of rebar that he's impaled on. And that is the death tacular. And of course, Nick zaps out of that. We have that. Um, and he starts to recognize certain things from that flash forward. Um, Hunt uh, says, um, uh, when he sees Milf put the uh, tampons in her children's ears, 
that's a lot of tampons for one woman. And I don't think this motherfucker understands how menstruation works. It's like, it's two, Hunt. <laughs> honestly, having four in your purse is uh, might be excessive for a day. But then again, you don't want to constantly be feeding individual. Hunt, don't judge people's preparation for menstruation. No. You're in no place for this. You're not a preparer, okay? You no. have booze and a binocular. I'm sorry, fuck off. Um, so Nick pulls that. I'm going to start a fight that has all the survivors end up outside of where the deathtacular takes place. The crash happens. And then bad boyfriend's girlfriend still gets crushed by that car. It just, and the, the, the car tire, it comes all the way over the, the, uh, auditor, the, you know, the audience area and just smashes her from above. And she is smushed to the point again her head does not appear to have a skull in it. She's just like she's just like a flattened head and like a red blotch. <laughs> and 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 I love that like uh uh I, I had I had the caption on and the caption said like, says girl, ew. Ew. Yes, I have the <laughs> exact same one. It says just ew. We don't know who says it, but someone says ew. And then we have the best opening credits uh, of any Final Destination movie. That's, as good as, it, it gets, that's a as highlight. good as it gets, folks. Good as it gets. So we flash forward to Death by Caffeine, a local coffee shop, uh, where every background, every background actor appears to be dressed like they're in a Disney Channel original. And we have a TV anchor on a TV who is doing a report and says... Are theme parks going the way of the dinosaur? Like that they'll be exterminated by the fallout of a massive meteor crash? I mean, wouldn't most things? Sure. Why not? Yeah, um, I mean. Uh, Hunt, the asshole character, one of the a- asshole prime, uh, has a lucky coin that he's constantly flipping this, around that, that appears speech, to be from Latveria. This this speech, like this whole sequence is just, it's interminable it's you know like it is very much established that that you know hunt you know, surviving a a you know an incident that killed i believe the final number was 52 people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he could not give a shit less yeah it's just another thing that happened. He's exasperated that they're even talking about it. Like it happened yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, whatever. I, I live. They didn't fuck them. Fuck them. I. It's like there's zero empathy here. I like a couple of weeks ago, I was driving through an intersection, and I happened to see that on the other side of the other lane of traffic, uh, going the opposite way. Uh, unfortunately, a motorcycle uh, rider uh, was pinned underneath a car. And there were plenty of people around helping them, including an ambulance that just happened to be driving by who had stopped. So I knew they didn't need my help, but I've been thinking about that now for a month. I've had five bad dreams about it. This guy is like, fuck this noise. This doesn't affect me in the least. And I'm like, I don't I don't know how you're human. I just don't. Well, I just, there's always one of these characters in these movies. Just like, I mean, I at least in the first movie, that the character who pulled this, you could tell he was doing it out of fear. Mm-hmm. That he was kind of, you know, putting on a, a sort of defiant, you know, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of persona. Right. Yeah. Where this guy just like, you know, he's 
about ready to like just go piss on these people's graves. He just <laughs> does not care. And yeah. and I'm like, you know, is this movie trying to and and this happens again in a later scene with a different character mm-hmm. who hears of someone's horrific death and is just like, yeah, well, I got places to go. I don't time you. I don't have time to hear about that. <laughs> and it's like, okay, is this movie trying to say something? Uh, about like you know modern American society being sort of you know cynical and self-centered about death, or is this just you know yeah we know you're you're not going to be able to wait to see these people get killed because whatever they're trying to do it's it, it it's not working and it's not impressing me. It it fails on in almost every single respect. Um, Janet has a different attitude here. Lori is a redhead. I learned her name finally. It's Lori. You can tell she has red hair. Um, they go to the memorial, uh, which is being held at the speedway, which I think is the ultimate sign of disrespect. Um, the MILF turns out to be played by former uh, George Clooney girlfriend, Krista Allen. She's done other things. She's probably most famous for being George Clooney's longest girlfriend until he ended up marrying somebody. Uh, that's it. That's the note, everyone. <laughs> uh, you think he went to see this movie oh definitely yes uh, what was the what was the project um green light movie that she was in oh i um, don't i didn't i don't know any of the project okay movies. it was it was decent i remember it being okay-ish it certainly had an interesting idea behind it but um she's in, she does well in that movie um and then racist shows up um, I, I described him in a chat as 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 great as great value Matthew Lillard. <laughs> if you squint really hard and don't listen, um, and then made him racist, you've got racist uh, here. And then during uh, during the night after they go to the memorial, Nick has a dream that involves like a horseshoe and a hook and a red door and cougar noises. I, again, they've inserted a weird animal noise into his flash forward, and I'm not sure why, but it's definitely intentional. Um, if anything is intentional in this movie, it is that they've inserted weird animal noises into this. Um, we learned that Nick and Lori are, are they, I guess they live together, but what are their jobs? Like, they appeared, she appears to be in college. I don't know what he does is this a dorm? Is it campus housing? Is it just where did where do they go? She's wearing a deep blue top with chunky boy style tidy whitey underwear in bed. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I this is this movie is so economical with characters that like nobody has parents. Yeah, like no nobody calls and say, "Holy shit, I heard about that thing at the uh, at the at the the auto race. Are you okay?" Like nothing. Yeah. Nobody, no, nothing. They're disconnected from the world. Their their circle is very tight and very small. It's four people, and then and then and then like briefly the security guard. Right, Michael T. Williamson, who's had, let's say, some issues in his life, is here playing a formerly, uh, a, a, you know, he's he's an alcoholic. They've given him that, and which again very, comes to, comes to nothing. No, it really doesn't. They give him one character moment where he's thinking about drinking. And then as far as they explore it, um, he is the person who comes closest to owning a soul in this movie. Um, He also reads 
in the most awkward possible fucking way on a couch, Gina. He his legs are across the couch, but he's sitting up straight with a with a pillow in his back, but he's not sitting on the back of the couch. No. Who reads what human being reads like this? No yeah, one I'm, would do I, I, this. I'm, I'm sitting there. If I try that, I'm just going to say, oh, I need a pillow. Now, I would last exactly five minutes and then I would be laying down on the floor trying to repair the damage for the rest of the day. So, uh, cut to racist man who is in a, I, I guess it's a, a pickup. Tr- it's like a, a, it's, a tow, it's a tow truck. Tow truck. Tow truck. Um, and he it, it gives the impression that he's driving while drinking, but then you you cut next and he's just parked. So was he was was he vibrating? Why was he rocking back and forth like he was in a moving fucking truck and it's parked? This movie has zero consistency. It doesn't make any sense. Just narratively, it will match cut things and tell you this leads to that, and you're like. That doesn't make any fucking sense. He was driving, and now you're telling me he's parked. <laughs> um, and, and I guess I'm a little bit thankful, because rarely do you get the chance to really dig into the details of burning a cross on a person's lawn. So I'm really thankful that this to, movie... To the, to the tune of Wars, Why Can't We Be Friends, which I guess <laughs> is supposed to be funny. Yes, so death anti-racist or just ironic what what is going on there with that yeah i i there's a lot in this movie that i'm watching it and i'm like i guess that's supposed to be funny (laughs) is it an unsuccessful horror movie or an unsuccessful comedy It, it pretty much kind of parodies itself yeah or parody parodies the genre the, the the series up to that point right uh, unsuccessfully it, it's it, it's like that not another teen movie of or or meet meet the spartans of the final destination set um anyways uh in the midst of his trying to burn a cross on a black man's lawn his tow truck starts to take off he goes to try and stop it this leads to a comedy of errors where he is then dragged by that runaway tow truck uh, burned, set on fire, and then later decapitated where his skull has left his head. Yeah, this uh, this fake head is is so badly done that you, you can't even tell it's him. Like, f- Friday the 13th Part 7 is like, I think we're the king of bad decapitated heads. And then Final Destination is like, please hold our beer, hold our IPA in particular, um, I think we've got this. Yeah, so we referenced that uh, there was a, a heinous hate crime that took place in the in the late nineties, early two thousands, mm-hmm. uh, in, in which a, a a black man was dragged to death uh, behind the truck of a group of white men. And I watch this. I'm like, this better not be fucking referencing that. I swear to Christ. I unfortunately believe it is direct, and, and and I think the film is proud that it is like yeah, it's like it's like now death gets its revenge, and right. it's like now, it's yes, like, and like mm-hmm. you will hate this racist. I don't need help. <laughs> I don't. You don't need to hold my hands. This is not something I need. It, again, you want to portray a racist character, I guess, 
what does it have to do with this actual movie? Like, I don't need this movie to teach me racism is bad. If you need this movie to teach you that, I am mourning for you. I guess. Yeah, I mean, don't don't bullshit me with you know how you you oh we're teaching racists a lesson <laughs> and then and then have a and then have a gag in the very next scene where it's revealed that he's a hairdresser. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. Uh, before we get to that reveal, that delicious, delicious reveal, um, we Lori is watching a cartoon where a bear yells my ass is on fire i'm not entirely sure where that cartoon is being played but she's watching it uh she then goes to into a different room with a different tv uh that is revealing that this racist died in a tow truck explosion uh don't worry folks the camera is uh, exclusively planted on her butt so you can make sure she has a hinder it's been attached to the rest of her body. Yeah, we also Here get we also get uh, bare boobs later, which I think is like first for this. this the franchise. last movie had bare boobs in the uh, in in the the tanning bed explosion. Oh, right, 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 right. That that is correct. Yeah. So I think this movie is taking up the mantle of okay, boobs are now allowed in this. It's it's not just time for midriffs anymore. Now it's time for boobs. But it's like it's a character again has no name. Never saw her before. Never see her again. Yes, uh, her her next two roles are uncredited, and so this did wonders for her career. Uh, she looks lovely. Uh, we will get more into that later when when we get to it. But um, <laughs> later, when they're convening, like, oh my god, isn't it weird that another person from this at NASCAR disaster has died? And one of the characters goes, and now that racist guy is dead again. He doesn't deserve to have a name but also why are we why why is he just racist guy it's driving me crazy <laughs> also would they have like recognized him they had like they had like a, a like 25 second exchange with him but then he approaches michael t williamson at the right uh, but, again, but again it's like you know i don't know they would have recognized him on site uh, yeah, I don't think this movie is caring about details. No, uh, no, it, it absolutely isn't. These are these are these are stupid rhetorical questions that, yes. that, I, that I know I'm not going to get answered. Uh, cut to MILF's soccer kids throwing rocks at a sign. Um, this will come into play uh, in mere moments. Uh, she hands them each a 20 and goes, here, go play video games. Where? This is 2009. Arcades went away the dinosaur uh, a while ago and like, will not like come back the, for another like five the, years. They went the same place the music parks are going, <laughs> according to that newscast. Yes. And then uh, Chris Allen uh, apparently has shown up to her hair appointment uh, to discover uh, that she is too late for her Brazilian blowout. But she goes, please, please, please. I'm going out for girls night. I have to absolutely get my hair cut and tinted. And I think her, she's getting her toes done. She's getting a pedicure. She's getting a manicure. This with the salon closing in 10 minutes. Yes. I think this is the reason she should die again. Why does she need to be an asshole? She truly does not. 
Well, yeah, and then you know it's it's like her she she's late for her appointment. The receptionist, oh, you didn't we you didn't get our message, and then whatever the fucking racist name was, I forget. You know, oh, he you he was dragged to death. So I guess ha ha, he's a hairstylist. Because well, where did he get the fucking tow truck? Because did he I borrow don't, was that his wife's tow truck, and he was the hairstylist. I mean, yeah, but then she would have, but then she would have been dead too. <laughs> I, I, you know, I feel like I may have misheard it, but they definitely said something about that a stylist had died after being dragged to death. Yes, and I'm like, okay, that character's got dragged to death. Are they talking about him? Right. I yeah. And but anyway, the 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 you know, Milk's reaction is to kind of just look like you know, whatever. I don't have time for this shit. And it's like, and it's like again, it's like, what are you trying to say here, movie? Yeah, are we supposed to like her or dislike her? Because we're given a lot of reasons to dislike her for no particular like, reason. Like, are we are we, spo- are we supposed to agree? Yeah, you know, we are kind of fucked up about death, which you know, some of us are. Sure. You know, but but at the same time, it's like you know, are we supposed to say you know, yeah, that's understandable. She would be like that, or you know, oh man, well here's another one deserves to die. <laughs> So a whole bunch of Mishigas happens in that in that hair salon. Oh my god! This this now and, the, and obviously this is a thing that happens in all the movies. This very labored. Well, maybe they're gonna die this way, yeah. and and then it turns out. God bless you. Um, <laughs> the, the 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 you know maybe we're gonna have this contraption fall on them, and then of course it's it's a cock tea. Something else happens to them. Yeah, but they it's an really. This has nothing to do with they, it. They are they are really edging the audience in this in in this uh, in this scene. <laughs> Very much so. Um, but uh, make no mistake, they go out of their way to make sure that she dies right in front of her children. And of course. That I think is the ultimate, like fuck you that this movie is trying to give at all times. Like these kids throw these rocks, and then all this shit happens that could have killed her, and it doesn't. And then those rocks go inside of a riding lawnmower, go shooting out, and goes through her eye socket and out the back of her brain, in front of her motherfucking children. Uh, again, I don't want to think about this. She yeah. could die a million different ways and it would be fine. Yes, of course, she would, her, her children would have no longer have a mother, but the, she doesn't have to die in front of her kids. It doesn't make it funnier and it doesn't make it cooler. So what the fuck does it make it? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do here. I don't know what they're trying to say. I, you know, I don't know what they're really trying to say anything. I, I think they're not, they don't believe you can say anything. That Final Destination movies are devoid of any commentary it's a, it's a, it's or any a, empathy. It's a jingling keys movie where yes. you know they're basically saying to the audience, "We know what you're here for. Here it is. Here it is." But also, other movies have presented what you're here for in a more entertaining fashion. So why do it this way? Other than you have contempt for the audience who shows up for a final destination movie. Well, we've, we've talked about that before yes. a couple of times with, with, uh-huh. you know, watching, watching movies that, you know, that you can t- watching horror movies. You could tell are made by people that do not like horror movies or yes. at least do not like horror movie fans. Yes. I think here you get the capricious, how dare you motherfuckers attitude of the filmmakers. Like they, they're just like, 
I'm so angry I have to do this. And this is the 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 film that results. And so there are moments where you're thinking it this movie is is definitely trying to be a comedy as in the next scene when Hunt says when told about this per, this this mother's death. He says, "Wow, we just lost a really hot milf." And I'm like I'm laughing but I'm laughing at how fucking cringe this is. Not because it's a really funny joke told in right. such a Right, and, and I feel like, like, you know, like we talked, we went, we, we kind of went deep into the screen movies and, yeah. and how they explore how Wes Craven feels about horror as a genre and horror movie fans. And here it's like, I feel like, you know, the jokes are, you know, the characters are so insensitive and so blasé and jaded to the idea of people dying mm-hmm. because they're trying to say, well, that's how horror fans are. Yeah. Horror fans can just watch these terrible things happen to people and just like, you know, just walk out of a theater and go get an ice cream or something afterwards. It's like, you don't, yeah. you don't understand that, that most horror fans know this shit ain't real. Right. Right. Yeah. And that, you know, you know, most people, if they saw someone get, you know, crushed by an engine block in front of them would be traumatized by the right. sight of that. Um, But this movie is kind of like, very much daring you to walk out <laughs> like it just thinks you're dumb for this and so when people re, you know say lines out loud like we stayed up last night googling premonitions and then they intimate about what happened in the previous movies um but thankfully does not give you photographic evidence of the newspaper articles about them, which I kind of like, all right, finally, they fi- they figured one thing out. No one's writing in the newspaper that someone survived a roller coaster accident, but died later on in a subway accident. Like none, none of that seems to have made the papers in this version of the movie. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. No, this, this seems to be a standalone movie. Yeah. Um, so they decide, okay, uh, some of them do. At least Nick and Lori decide, okay, some bad things are happening. They hook up with Michael T. Williams, and he's the only other per- person who believes them. And they decide to go to Bad Boyfriend's workplace, which happens to be Grand State Customs, where they make the ugliest cars and trucks in the world even uglier. <laughs> it's, it's 2009, and someone has to pimp a ride somewhere. So... They go inside to talk to him. And of course, every part of that garage is the most deadly implement known to man. They are promptly pushed to go outside because they're not allowed to be in there. So you're like, oh, okay. Um, They give this dude the lay of the land in front of the sharpest fucking fence you've ever seen in your life. This, 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 this fence is wild. That fence, um, it should not pass any state government. It just, it's in it, the, its purpose becomes very clear as soon as you see it. Someone's going through that fucking fence. And so, uh, lo and behold, a series of quickly escalating catastrophes happen where a, uh, what appears to be the A team's van being painted up for a local radio station. Um, falls off of a lift, rolls back, almost crushes him into it, but stops because of some sort of cable. And you're like, oh, 
false start, you know, they're janking my chain here. Uh, and then so he moves out from beyond that and an explosion happens and some other fucking engine block uh, pushes him through that fence like he's in a Play-Doh factory. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would actually happen. <laughs> uh, again, it would only happen if you had a fence like this, which is just like razor blades on either side. Or, or, if, you were, or, if, you were, or if you were sculpted out of gelatin, which which the, the special effects crews seem to think human bodies are. Yes, this they only believe that uh, that bones exist in CGI. Whereas if this guy gets pushed through a fence, bones have no place in his body. He doesn't have a rib cage. It's impossible. He just turns into like a a pile of cubed meat. Yes, exactly. Um, So let's cut back to Hunt, who, as we mentioned before, is being ridden cowboy style by a woman who will never act again. Uh, and he is guiding this woman to his orgasm like he's landing the plane. I think this might be the only successful joke in the entire motion picture. <laughs> I, I do wonder because there that Friday the 13th. I was thinking the exact franchise. same thing. It's like, which of these is the more awkward woman on top sex scene of 2009? <laughs> okay. Sidebar. Did you know that the actor in that 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 remake of Friday the Thirteenth was uh, the guy on rollerblades at the beginning of Happy Endings, the sitcom on ABC, who who goes like who interrupts the wedding in the very pilot episode? No. Okay. So recently, someone uh, someone reached out to him, and he said all this on TikTok. And said, oh, my friends are getting married. Happy Endings is their very favorite sitcom. Can you interrupt their wedding? And <laughs> he did it. He put on rollerblades. He got shirtless. And he op- interrupted their wedding. And I'm like, this guy might be my favorite person to emerge out of the Friday 13th franchise. It's kind of amazing that he is a decent person and can convincingly play such an a-hole. I was going to say, because he is such a dipshit in the movie. I know. I I think he's just, I think he looks like an asshole dipshit and leans into it because it gets him work. But he might be a nice guy deep down based on everything else I've heard about him. So that made me very, very happy. But the only reason I thought about that was that that sequence of Friday the 13th, 09, and this come out the same fucking year which is i'm funny about a woman having sex with me on top i just it was that was the top year for that to happen in 2009 we were all thinking about landing jokes while people are humping you and like dudes just acting like it's the first time they're they've had they're having sex with a woman on top yes it's uh very odd so uh after this sequence uh he walks out to the pool i, I don't know what he's is he at like a golf club is he's at a, a at a country it's like a, club? i guess it's a country club yeah it's but populated by women with the shiniest fucking bikinis on the face of the planet. apparently That's like the golf court is right next to the pool which yes which seems like not a good idea in planning no i in terms of planning it is a very very bad idea um but he is assaulted by a dipshit kid with a water gun and what might be my favorite performance in the entire movie i love this kid he's great 
Yeah, oh yeah, the kid's great. Nothing happens to him, thankfully. Nothing happens to him. He doesn't even find a, a, a candy bar that looks like a poop in that pool. Uh, he just gets his water gun taken away, uh, and uh, Hunt ends up uh, shoving it over a fence, which uh, turns on the pool drain uh, lever. This will come into play later on. Um, meanwhile, his non-girlfriend, so I, I guess... They're not going out. That wasn't a date at all. He, she was just a girl. Um, she ends up uh, at a cash only uh, car wash. I mean, is that oh, the future the, robots the, want? This sequence is interminable. It, it, again, I, it, it, again, it's another. Who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna yeah. be? Who's it, it gonna may, be? Is she gonna? She's gonna. She's gonna drown in her car. Right. It's, it's like, okay, you know, she's not, no, she's not, no, she's not. You know, it's like, I've seen, I've seen three of these already. I know that, you know, the way you think she's going to die is not the way, it's not the way she's going to die. Right. But at the very least that inside the car wash sequence makes the most internal sense of any death tacular that happens. Because- well, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. But I will, I will say that I think the crazies remake utilizes yeah, oh. a, a car wash in a much more effective manner uh, than this movie uh, does. A million percent, yes. And the crazies is in the long term. Like, we'll get to the crazies eventually. Um, but yes, in terms of car wash deaths, 1,000% better than this. Um, at one point, she's, of course, they're on these giant brick phones. And she's, uh, Lori is calling her. She's like, don't go near water. And she's in there going, what? Lori? Water? What? Like, which poet laureate wrote this dialogue? This is fucking terrible. Every time someone opens their mouth, it's worse than the last time. <laughs> yeah, you can tell at some point they just gave up. Yes. I mean, you cut back to Hunt, no one is warning. No yeah. one is out to save Hunt. Yeah. We do find out that Nick eventually shows up, but... No one's like really reaching out to him and going, "Oh my God, Hunt, get away from water." It's, it's interesting to me to that they, you know, he thinks, "Oh, the next, the next death is going to involve water." Well, so, you know why? Because, because he to, parks to, in front of the Clear Rivers Water sign, right? But he, but he associates that with a car wash. <laughs> And evidently does not know that his friend is a lifeguard. <laughs> well, they do split up. so Right, that. but like, why would that not occur to you? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Because nothing occurs to anyone in this movie. They just, like if you, The if, script tells them where to go, and so they go there because the script said so. Like, if I knew two people, and one of those people was going to a golf course... And you were the other person, and the, and the, the the death I saw coming was someone impaling themselves on a pencil. <laughs> My first thought would go, well, which one of these people would have a pencil? The yeah. writer. I don't yes. know if you actually write anything with a pencil, but I'm just saying, you know, like like, or like you know, you, you roll back on your your chair and you fall and hit your head or something. I'm sure you think about often because I know I do too. But mm-hmm. like, you know, why would you when you think water? Why would your immediate thought go to a car wash? 
I truly don't know. They end up saving her from that car wash. And this this near-death experience does not change her character in any way, nope. shape, or form. She just she, randomly becomes she, another person. She just this. does not want to hear anything more uh, uh, about, like, you know, death is after us. She's just like, yeah, whatever. I got this movie I want to see. <laughs> Listen, I, I lived, so therefore I got to watch this movie. Uh, Hunt, meanwhile, gets his butt sucked to death in a pool. I didn't write that down wrong. His butt is sucked uh, into a pool. And even that's not original. No. That is that is that is dead taken from a Chuck Palahniuk short story, which describes it this in excruciating detail. Yeah. And, and to much better effect. Yes. Uh, again, I think that's one of those things that works in a written medium, but when you realize it in 3D in a geyser of blood. He just makes this kind of like, uh-oh face. And, doodle. And like his stomach kind of goes in and then like, you know, and then like this this pressure gauge explodes. It's like, oh, I guess it sucked his guts out through his butthole. Yes. Uh, I guess that's what happened. Because this coin that keeps, this like enchanted coin <laughs> keeps showing up. Like even the homeless man that 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 one of the characters gives money to just like ah eh, Patty fuck this yeah <laughs> and oh you know God. just throwing that out starting another chain of ridiculous events uh yeah that penny will come back into play later on um so like my idea of a fun time is not watching an alcoholic struggle with his sobriety before his grisly death that right? doesn't make this more entertaining I, I just think it mistakes these things as a good time when they are in fact not but They're also reminding me of of subjects that have legitimate drama to them but as but also at the same time is is sort of feels like it's taking the audience to task for finding for for finding this kind of thing entertaining yes um so nick has another premonition and he assumes that this is michael t williamson's character's death and so also, it contains a parrot squawk. <laughs> I'm not fucking kidding you. Yeah, no, it's the animal noises. I don't know. I, I would. I really want to know fucking why. Why is this a part of this? So they go to his house and he report. They find him hanging, but he's not dead. He can't kill himself. And he has tried multiple ways. They sit down on a bed and it's Nick. George, the Michael T. Williamson character, and Lori in profile. And George still has the noose around his neck. This movie should be in the Hague. Yeah, again, I do not know what they're trying to say there, but uh, whatever it is, it's not good. It's not good. I, I don't know what this is, but it's unintentionally so fucking horrible that I hate it despite whatever his intentions were. Um, so they go, well, if you can't kill yourself, then maybe we broke the chain by saving our other friend and let's drink some apple cider. And they're all whoop to do Problem solved. Problem solved. Oh, yeah. They're like practically linking arms and like, you know, just throwing their hats in the air like Mary Tyler Moore. We did it. We cheated death. <laughs> What do you mean? There's 25 minutes left in this movie. So yeah, well, yeah, boy, you know, our friend, our friend died. Other people died, but you know, we're okay. 
Yeah. No a emotional 52 scar- other people died and then a bunch of people after that, but you know, we're fine. No emotional scarring, no nothing. They're smiling. They are they are happy. They are they are ecstatic that death chose someone else. <laughs> Fuck those people. We were fated to live. Yes. Like I, I-, I wasn't crazy about the last the last Final Destination movie. Mm-hmm. But I appreciated that that uh, uh now I'm gonna call her Mary Catherine Gallagher before I called her call her Mary Kate Winston. Mary, Mary Elizabeth Winston. <laughs> um, she at least made a human's effort yes. at acting like she, you know she was devastated by by these deaths. And the fact that for whatever you know, reason, fate had chosen her mm-hmm. to either live or to die last. She but, is but, legitimately but, trying to put herself in the place of that character right. and the emotional weight of those events. Right. But these people are just like, as long as it's not me, I don't care. I don't care. It's time for Nick and Lori to book that trip to Amsterdam. She's going to go to a movie with a friend. And Nick is going to pack. Where, How do you where, know Nick the, is packing? He puts a fucking sex harness in his luggage. Gina, what does this mean? He has a sex harness and he's like, we can't leave this behind. We're I mean, traveling internationally. He's going to Amsterdam. It's a land of freaks, man. You know what they have plenty of in Amsterdam? Sex, sex harnesses. harnesses. Yeah, you don't I, need I just, to bring your own. I just love it. It's like we are spitting so hard in the face of death that tomorrow we are getting on a plane. Yeah, a place that can death will definitely never touch like, us. Like I don't know how you can it, how an actual human being would you know not come away from this whole experience you know, regardless of whether or not they feel like they're they're going to live, mm-hmm. not being the most superstitious motherfucker you ever met in your entire life. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very, very weird how, and characters change their relationship to death on a dime. But the thing is though, uh, Gina, it turns out that nice cowboy survived the death tacular. Oh shit. He, he ruined everything. He did by surviving. How dare he live and get in the way of my plans? Yeah. So that effort to save Janet useless. This movie needs to figure out what the fucking rules are, but it doesn't care. It's moving too quickly. It's only got 81 minutes. So Cowboy's in, nice Cowboy is in the hospital. And when the camera finds him, he, now there's, is time has passed from this initial thing. Enough time that a bunch of other people have died and two people in the movie have booked a trip to Amsterdam. But he is in the hospital and his face and neck are covered in blood and gore. No one has thought <laughs> to clean oh, up this person. This poor man is just put through the ringer. And like, this is like, this is the, this hospital should be shut down. Oh, they, are, yes. they are leaving unattended patients in, 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 in physical therapy rooms. This man is like crying out for help. His room is catching on fire. Right. And no alarms, no nothing. Nobody sees anything. No, no. Me, I mean, they're very good at ignoring things because while this stuff is happening, Nick and George are in an elevator with four other hospital workers and they're having a loud discussion about breaking death's chain and who has to die first and who will die after that. And they're not reacting at all. With the exception of one nurse who's like, what the fuck is going on back there? 
Everyone else could not, could care less. They have other shit to do at this hospital, baby, and that takes precedence. Um, it must, it must be noted that the gentleman who is about to be placed into that physical therapy tub also is racist towards his nurse. For no um, reason. This cat again, this character never seen before, never seen again. Nothing happens nope. to him. Nothing happens to him. He just we need to make sure we know he's a racist Korean war vet. And why? Does it make the movie better? Does it make the f- movie more scary or interesting or funny? No, none of those things. It just it needs to be racist. It just gotta be. Yeah, we just we need a little, we need a little, a little, little, little <laughs> touch of slime to our proceedings here. Yes, because you're such a dummy for showing up and watching this shit. So this tub overflows. Um, it's a giant, you know, metal cacophony. Um, the water uh, soaks the floor, which is the ceiling of Nice Cowboy. Nice Cowboy manages to wake up, realize he's in great danger or something get himself out of bed despite the fact that he's been in a coma and no one has bothered to put his broken body in any kind of cast. He's just a bloody mummy. <laughs> like how how it how how are his legs not in a cast? No part of his body is in a cast, Gina. It's just wrapped up and then the effort just oozes a bunch of blood and he's just crawling on the floor a bloody mummy um and that tub just crushes him because fuck him fuck you fuck all of us you're stupid for watching this <laughs> i feel like i feel like we're gonna get some pushback for this, <laughs> this episode. um i think the pushback we're gonna get gina is we're gonna end up talking about this dumb fucking movie longer than the movie exists that's always the how, 81 minutes that's always we're how currently works. pushing one hour and 15 it's not okay but the movie has pushed us to do it because meanwhile we haven't even visited the mall of pipes that's right we go to a, a mall that's pipe based everywhere you look is a bunch of fucking pipes and the mall the mall of pipes and and barrels of flammable liquid <laughs> right and they're moving giant hvac equipment over windows like every part of it seems destined to kill them at any second they go and they shop for a, a ring, some kind of jewelry. Uh, and meanwhile, these two fucking assholes, I have a picture of, I will share, are flying a, a, an RC helicopter right up to their faces. And then the other one uh, starts bashing one of the girls in the foot with a NASCAR style RC car. And the smiles on their faces would make you believe that they think this is the funniest shit that has ever happened. Like, is this a sales tactic where you just annoy the fuck out of women? Or is that like a personal mission? (laughs) I think they may consider that to be flirting. Oh, God. Um, Yeah, one of them appears to be 65 years old. The other one appears to be 27, but has never moved out of the house. That's a general description of what we got going on here. Um. But we then cut back to George and Nick as they walk out of the hospital, realizing that death's list is still happening. They have been too late. Uh, and George gets ambulance to death 
in the shittiest version of the bus kill ever. Yeah, he's basically just there one minute and gone the next, and then a pile of jello. But there's like no shock to it. It there it takes skill to do this kill this badly. It, it, it's truly someone failing at their ability to make this suspenseful or interesting or shocking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And this is when we get a, a new version of Janet, one who previously was ruled by her manias, her guilt, um, not wanting to talk about uh, uh, death, but then over-obsessed about it, who, uh, it, you know, <laughs> she has all sorts of problems, uh, they, but they vary. Now, she doesn't care. All she wants to do is see this fucking She's movie. She's obsessed with this fucking movie? That like this, again, is, this, this is the this is the 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 focus of her life is she yes. has got to see this movie. This movie has to fucking happen. She She's, has, to, it, she has to she has to see it on this day at this time. Yes, and this is where you again it is underlining. If you like these movies, fuck you yeah i message. mean it's really it really is a giant middle finger to horror movie fans yes and so um there's uh the barrels of flammable liquid are all attached to an expansion of the movie theater they're adding six screens so that means they need 14 barrels of flammable liquid again as Jan- as gina said we don't know why but that's part of the mix anyhow like the sun goes through glasses and it lights sawdust on fire and things explode. The entire movie theater blows up and Janet gets impaled through the movie screen by a piece of rebar, which means this is a get bunked, baby. It's the only part of this movie I like. Yeah, I guess that is, isn't it? Yeah, it went through one thing and killed somebody. That is a get bunked. Uh, the manager of the theater gets exploded through some double doors um, in the worst CGI explosion of all time. And that includes other examples in this movie. Uh, and then uh, somehow Nick and Lori make it through all this while other people are blowing up left and right and getting bisected. And they get on an escalator, which was a bad idea. That escalator starts to crumble. And then um, Lori gets escalated to death um, first her leg gets crushed and then the rest of her gets pulled in. But as we mentioned earlier, her body does not contain a skeleton. So it's just flabby meats that go into. Yeah, it's like, it's, it, might as well, it might as well be like, you know, a bunch of salamis and a pant leg. It just. And it's, it's, it's another one where she just kind of like gives up. Like, like, yeah. you know, he's trying to pull her out. Her, you know, you know, her leg gets pulled in. She's like, ah, all right, it's got me. All right. Well, what are you going to do? I can't live without a foot. Um, and so the rest of her flabby meats gets pulled into this escalator. She is rendered to a fine prosciutto. And then he goes, oh, I like that girlfriend. And turns out that was a premonition. He's awoken out of that premonition by George still getting ambulanced to death. So he's fucked either way, which is great. It's just a fucking wonderful sign. Uh, and he goes... To the movie theater, and now he knows where they are, but he also knows how they're going to die. So, for whatever reason, he decides to prevent the explosion rather than warning everyone. I guess that's really the best move. 
when I think about it a little bit harder, I'm being very hard on this movie. He's trying to prevent all the deaths, not just Laurie and Janet's death. Um, in the process of this, he ends up almost stopping it. And then a little piece of fiery ash starts another fire in another place. And he's surrounded by flammable liquid and a nail gun falls off a table and nails one of his arms to a wall. This really, this he, really emphasizes the, uh, the, the various OSHA violations that, that, yes. are, that are committed in, in Final Destination Town. Final Destination Town. They, they've left it evidently after hours because the room is dark when he goes in there. Yeah. They have left a plugged in nail gun. And this isn't just like, you know, something you use around the house where you need to like fix the upholstery on your couch. This, this is, is like, an this is an industrial nail gun. This is something you yeah. use to, to lay floor tiles with. Yeah. But someone just left it on a table, plugged in. Just perfect. Great. No notes. Everything's great. And so. In a, uh, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a room full of flammable liquids. Uh-huh. With a sprinkler system that does not activate until you are holding a flaming object approximately half an inch away from it. Right, and it, and, and when when one of your uh, arms is nailed to a wall, but he does manage to spark the fire suppression system. He saves the day, and so then you get that. All right, we've we've won the day. Crane shot over an intersection, and a bus drives by that says one eighty on it. <laughs> and uh, Nick uh, chides uh, one of the workers who's on a scaffolding that hey, that your scaffolding is not appropriately moored on the ground. That's very very dangerous. And he goes into death by caffeine, where Lori and Janet are. And they're both all so happy that they survived death's chain. And so they sit in a window seat and it turns out they're um, pancaked by a drunk dump truck driver. (laughs) (laughs) The end. The end. Uh, And thank God for it. Um, So I think everyone can tell that we did not like this motion picture. I think we went into it. Uh, I, I sort of hoped it might be a secret fiasco, an enjoyable miss, and it just made me hate it more. Yeah, this is this was this was rough. Um, yeah. I, I don't I don't enjoy the horror movies that seem to want to say something about the genre of horror and horror mm-hmm. fans in particular. Now, now let me clarify that I really like how it's done in Scream. Yeah. I, you know, Scream is meta done well. This yeah. is meta done with all the the you know you finesse and style of like a gorilla trying to hammer a square <laughs> peg into a round hole. It's yeah. like it's very much just kind of yeah you like this right you like it and it's like you know you, you this is what you want right and it's like why do I feel like I'm being lectured because yes. because I enjoy watching dumb movies where you know fake stuff happens to people. It's an eighty-one minute middle finger in your face yeah uh, for daring to enjoy horror movies you know it's one of those, it's, it's also one of those movies that you know they they would say are critics proof because like like any criticism you could have is like oh but you won't but say this about other horror movies like that do the same thing it's like no i'm not gonna say about other horror movies that do the no. same thing because other horror movies have done it better it's one thing to try and fail it's another thing to go 
this whole operation is stupid and you're stupid. And that's the attitude you get from it. Right. It's like, oh, just, you know, oh, you expect character development in a horror movie? And it's like, <laughs> I mean, it'd be nice. I mean, you could fucking try, but it's like, I just don't know why everyone was so enthused by this script when it's so devoid of any humanity or joy or interest or empathy or laughs or character. It's just, it's things happen because that's what's written next, the movie. And whatever little nitpicks I might have had of the other Final Destination films, they are fucking the exorcist next to this piece of shit. It is truly reprehensible in its attitude and intention uh, and its execution. I I am worse for having watched watched it a second time, and I'm even worse for in a time of strike and strife talking about it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's you again. I suggested Final Destination. When- well, I mean the the other ones, uh, as I like I said, are are now better to mm-hmm. me for you after having watched this. Yes, like they, 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 they at least they at least attempt. To make it seem like this kind of thing, you know, what, what these characters are dealing with you know, affects them in some way. Right. Here, with yeah. the only character who really seems to be affected by it is Nick, and he seems only he seems entirely only focused on preventing the deaths of himself and his friends. Like yes. they 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 are they they could not be more delighted that other people died instead of them. Yeah, it's, it's a real. I mean, everybody takes a real better them than me approach, which is like. Know if most you know if you know normal decent people would have that attitude after surviving a disaster. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a thing called survivor's guilt. Look it up. Well, you know, and we've said many times, like we don't come to Final Destination for realism. No, but but they have tried in the past. Yes, you know, to to varying degrees of success, but they at least have made an attempt. Yes, here is not even it's not even remotely present. Right, I, 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 none of the other movies previous to this have displayed this particular attitude, but there's a real malice behind a lot of this. Yes, that, that's 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 the perfect way I would put it. There, it's it is made with malice. Yeah. Uh, speaking of malice, it's time to decide of all of the many many deaths portrayed in this motion picture, quote unquote. Uh, if you were forced to die that way, which one would you choose? It's called Choose Your Own Death Venture. And Gina, here's what you have laid out in front of you. You got smashed in the face by a speeding tire. And you could explode inside of a race car, or you could just get crushed by a flaming car flung at you. You could get bisected by a flaming piece of car metal of some sort, uh, trampled by a running crowd, then crushed by a flying engine block, your head impaled by wood bench shard, crushed by flying car, crushed by falling concrete, explode in a fireball, impaled by rebar. That's just the death-tacular. Then you could get re-crushed by a flaming tire or dragged by a runaway tow truck set on fire and decapitated and learn that your skull did not have a skull inside of it. Uh, your head did not have a skull inside of it. You're, you could be a rock catapulted through the eye by a riding lawnmower, uh, smushed through a Play-Doh factory fence, uh, butt sucked to death in a pool, crushed 
by a therapy tub. That is your second crushing of a week within a week. So that, that's a lot of crushing for one person. Ambulanced to death twice. Get bunked uh, by impalement through a movie screen. Add some nails just for flavor. Explode inside a movie theater. Explode outside a movie theater. Ground up inside of an escalator's mechanics. Or you can get pancaked by a drunk dump truck driver. Shut the fuck up, crowd. Babies don't <laughs> stay babies forever. People die. Uh, you know what? I think I would take the, the I'm going to take the rock through the eye because uh, at least at least I'll look good right beforehand. I'll, I'll just have my right. hair did. I'll have a nice, you know, manicure, pedicure beforehand. I mean, to get one of those mm-hmm. for a while. I mean, yeah. yeah, I would hope that my child wasn't there. No, that's part of it. Your child oh. is going to witness your death. You know, I mean, she's right. a, she is an adult now, so hopefully she'll be slightly less traumatized. <laughs> But I but I don't think that matters when a rock goes through your eye, Gina. But 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 uh, you know, I'll, I'll look nice at least, and I won't. I won't have to worry about paying that that salon bill. No, she's already paid it. Oh shit! All right. Well, she's I'll, signing the check and she's signing the the credit card slip as she's walking out the door. So well, I'll, my my my, I'll still stand with that. Yeah. Um. There's no way I'm getting butt sucked to death through a pool. Or smush through a play door factory fence. That that shit ain't fucking happening. I'm not touching that tow truck death with a twenty foot pole. I will simply I don't know get crushed by falling concrete. I guess explode in a fireball. That seems pretty fast. I'll go that way. Um, everyone will know I died at a NASCAR track, but I think my good deeds will outweigh my bad. That would be out of character for you. I would think it would be. It would be very, very odd. Although uh, Ollie did have a period of time where he very much enjoyed monster trucks and I took him to several monster truck events. So you could just replace NASCAR with a monster truck rally. And that's well, way and, more fun. Like to see if somebody yeah. getting taken out by an entire giant tire. I mean, I realized, yeah. that, I realized that someone get taken out by a tire here, but you know, eh. hmm. Uh, that just about does it. Um, but you know, Gina, this, you know what this movie needed. I just want to say real what? quick. It sure. needed, it needed like it needed like a guy like running away from the crowd and like you know still trying to grab his hot dog and his drink. Like <laughs> like remember in like Jurassic World where like yes. supposedly Jimmy Buffett is is uh is you know escaping from the pterodactyl. And he takes his margarita with him. I just mm-hmm. I, I think we just need you know if we're gonna go like lowbrow. Let's let's go all the way with it. Make it a fat yeah. guy. I, I like this movie previously had some level of sense of humor. I don't believe any sense of humor is involved in this. It just, it needs to be directed with a, an attitude that uh, the people who pay money to go see it in a theater or watch it at home aren't big jack offs. And <laughs> this movie just doesn't have that attitude at all. Uh, Gina, where can people find you on these here internets? I write about television and movies at thespool.net. Uh, by the time this goes up, I'll be written about a much better horror movie called Talk to Me uh, uh-huh. uh, that I highly, highly recommend. Um, I also have a substack. It's GinaWatchesThings.substack.com. I am on Blue Sky. If any of you are there, feel free to friend me there. Also uh-huh. under uh, Gina Does Things and Instagram under Gina Does Things. Do it today, people. Uh, check it out. Uh, Josh Hollis does all of our artwork. Go to joshhollis.com. Uh, Revenge Body Memphis at Bankate.com for this theme and all of the other remixes. He also has a really fun album he did in collaboration with two other artists where he makes a brand new soundtrack for Halloween 3 season of The Witch that I recommend 
entirely. Come see us on Patreon, where we do fun things like chat by chat and answer your questions. We do bonus episode, and we also do commentaries where we're talking over Friday the 13th and Halloween movies. Uh, we're on your socials. We support the WGA East and West and SAG-AFTRA. Uh, we talk about old movies. We don't talk about new movies. Uh, no one in those unions have asked us to stop talking about movies. Um, they're just not, don't want us to take their place in promoting new films. Um, so that is a giant fucking difference. And I will take all of my uh, advice on how to go about this from those unions. Thank you very much. We support them and believe that artists and workers uh, all over the world, no matter what your job are, you deserve to be paid, paid fairly for your work and labor. Do not allow anyone to tell you anything different. Uh, but don't worry, folks. Uh, the body count will continue uh, until next time. For myself and for Gina, bye-bye, everybody. Bye.